You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Del Howison, along with his wife Sue, owns and operates the Dark Delicacies Bookstore. Thank you for joining me, Del. Hey, glad to be here. Now, Del, when did you open that store up? This is actually for a horror store. This is a good anniversary. In December, it'll be our 13th anniversary. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So we've been, we've been out there kicking for a while. Now, where exactly are you located? We're in Burbank, um, Burbank, California, just outside of L.A., and we are the only all-horror book and gift store in the United States. And we ship all over the world because of our special signings and events and have been written up in everything from Japanese Newsweek and Italian Maxim to the New York Times and the L.A. Times. Wow, that's incredible. Can you tell me a little bit about what made you open an all-horror bookstore? Well, when my wife and I, obviously, which were not wife and husband at the time, when we first got together... Um, and we moved in together. We wanted to have some tchotchkes or something around the house that kind of reflect our taste. We were both horror fans. Uh, I was books and movies, and she was very much into horror novels and short stories and whatever, and we couldn't find anything. And we thought, well, maybe there were some other idiots out there who were having the same problems we were. So we went looking, and about that time, the only thing you could find was there used to be a uh, lawn garden group called Toscano that used to put out these gargoyles, like the dog with wings, that you could set out by your flowers and stuff. And uh, outside of that, there was nothing there. And we thought, wouldn't it be neat if we took all the catalogs and everything we could find and pulled that one or two item from each catalog and put them in one place? So we did that, and we did a couple tables at conventions to kind of get a feel for it, and... Probably within six months, we opened the, our first store. Tell me a little bit about the kind of things you put in your bookstore beyond books. Does that draw people who buy the books, too? Absolutely. In fact, I think we would have been dead on the vine a long time ago if we hadn't uh, been more diverse than just books. Everything from uh, Frankenstein cookie jars to Creature from the Black Lagoon dioramas to action figures to greeting cards to T-shirts to um, Christmas tree ornaments, to whatever, you name it, uh, DVDs, we try to carry it. It's, it's not so much as what are the items, but can I find an item like that horror-themed, whether it's a bathroom mat or a, a toothbrush, can I find one with a monster on it? If so, I'll carry it inside the store. Wow, now that sounds like a great way to fight the much-vaunted bookstore problem of book sales. Are you experiencing that in your bookstore? No. As a um, matter of fact, August of 2007, because I don't know when people will be hearing this, August of 2007 was the best August we've ever had in the store. And like I say, this is our 13th year in business. So we're not feeling that. But I think the secret is to be genre-specific or know a lot about a little thing as opposed to trying to be everything for everybody, like a general, you know, an independent general bookstore. I don't know how they do it. You have a lot of events there. Could you tell me when you started, first started booking events and how you decided to get into that? 
we had been, and still are, but we had been fans long before we were bookstore owners or whatever. So we had attended events, other signings of horror writers or film people or whatever, and in the process of that had really decided that's the that's the way to go. So from the very get-go, we opened in December and kind of got our act together over that one Christmas month. And in January of 95, which was our first January, uh, we had our first signing event, which was Sarah Karloff, was our first person to ever sign for us. And we have never had a, a month without signings ever since. And in fact, now it's getting crazy. Now around this time of year, which is getting close to Halloween and getting close to Christmas, we'll have weekends with two or three signings on a weekend and some midweek stuff. It's kind of gotten out of hand. What kind of, uh, uh, what's the strangest thing that's ever happened at one of your signings? I, I'm guessing you've had some pretty odd things happen. Yeah, we probably have, but what, what, you know, some of the oddest stuff that has ever happened for us is people that show up that happen to know the people who are signing that we have no clue are going to show up. Like, we did a signing for the DVD release of, um, or not the DVD, yeah, I guess it was, of Peaceful Warrior, the Victor Salva film. Mm -hmm. um, and Victor didn't know it, we didn't know it, anything else. Right before the signing started, a limo pulled up out front, Nick Nolte got out, came in, signed DVDs with all the rest of the cast. At the end of the day, he got back into the limo and drove away. So I think some of the, the more fun stuff is not knowing who's going to show up. And a lot of times those people, we just show up because they're supporting their friends, and then we line them up for a future signing. Wow, that sounds great. Now, what are what kind of uh, pull do you have for UK books? Because UK books are really hard to get. I used to get a lot more UK books, but you know what's happened in the publishing industry is that everybody is being bought by everybody else, and um, places that used to be three or four independent companies now they're all under one big umbrella and you're dealing with corporations instead of individuals running publishing companies and things are much much harder you're going through distributors as opposed to the people who actually make the books so that has changed a lot and my my poll for um, UK books has really gotten less and but at the same time I get the feeling that also the UK is producing less so that it may be a two-edged sword who are your favorite um small press publishers that you think maybe my listeners might not know about and whose products they should be looking at? Well, obviously they should be looking at Cemetery Dance because they are publishing um, the small press version of our first Dark Delicacies anthology, which won the Stoker Award. Um, but probably anybody that knows anything about small press knows Cemetery Dance, Gauntlet, some of the big ones. Some of the really smaller ones that put out a quality product are uh, Larry Roberts over at Bloodletting, Paul Miller at Earthling Books, and they really specialize in a unique product, but, but put out a real quality product just in small numbers. Yeah, I love those um, Earthling Books. They've been reissuing some of the, they did a fantastic version of the Chinese medieval uh, King Rat. Yes. Tell yes. me what titles do you think my readers should be looking for coming in advance from your website? Wow. What's, what's coming out that, that's going to be great? I just, 
you know, I get flooded with so much horror every day. I, I really don't know. I mean, this is the time of year, autumn, when most of the stuff comes out. Obviously, I'm going to throw it there again, Dark Delicacies 2 comes out in October of 2007, once again, not knowing when your people are listening. Uh, that's uh, today, actually. Yeah, yeah, so um, that comes out, I think, October 7th, sometime right around there is when that book hits the stands. Um, Mike Mignola, who created Hellboy, and Christopher Golden have put together a book called Baltimore. That is a uh, real interesting thing. Brian Keene keeps putting out um, great zombie and, and horror stuff. John Skip's new book, Long Last Call. Uh, Clive Barker has got Mr. Be Gone coming out in December. Oh, now, what is that? I haven't heard about that. That's his new book. Um, it's kind of like Damnation Game meets Thief of Always. Oh, that sounds good. So it's, it's very in-your-face and very uh, gruesome in parts, but at the same time, there's that feeling of fable or fairy tale or at least tongue planted firmly in cheek, even if your teeth are going to bite that tongue off. Now, how are you doing? Are, do you like this uh, Sarah Langan? I just uh, picked, got a, was sent a Sarah Langan book, and it looked really good. It was like the return of the classic kind of 80s. What cheese. book did you get sent? The Missing? The Missing, yeah. That... Now, she, I haven't read it, but I know that in November, her and uh, Alexandra Sokoloff, who did The Harrowing, mm -hmm. and um, Deborah LeBlanc, whose latest book was Morbid Curiosity, they're all coming in to do a signing together. We're kind of like having the ladies of horror do a novel signing. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, can you tell me, you don't carry any science fiction beyond science fiction that's horrific? Right, yeah. Or if I'm, you know, uh, we used to have a store down here near us called Dangerous Visions, the Art and Lydia ran. Um, and they also run Babbage Books, which is another imprint that's worth looking into. Um, but they uh, fell the way of landlords raising the rent and falling profit margins, and they had to close up the store and concentrate solely on Babbage Press. So there is no science fiction store in the area now uh, in L.A. So when science fiction people come through and the publishers want to do signings, we gladly take it on. It's just that we don't stock you know, backstock for it, like we just had in uh, Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson for the latest Dune book. Wow, that's incredible. There's no other science fiction bookstore in Southern California anymore? Not in uh, L.A. You have to get down to uh, San Diego, to uh, Mysterious Galaxy, uh, something like that. But there's nothing in the L.A. area with the uh, demise of Dangerous Visions. Boy, that's just tragic. I, I can't tell you how much money I dumped into Dangerous Visions. It was, it was a dangerous bookstore as far as I was concerned. It truly was, and they, they really just lost out because the landlords came along and said, because we don't have rent control or anything, came along and said, uh, you know what, we want two or three times the amount of rent you're paying now. Well, that's death knell to a bookstore. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a private business owner, how do you feel about the business climate in Los Angeles? Would, have you considered moving? It seems like it's pretty expensive down there. It is expensive, but once again, my store exists because I am the epitome of location, location, location. Everybody who's an author comes here because of the movie business. It's like here in New York City. Plus, I do signings with 
the studios promoting their latest horror films. I'll have people coming in and signing posters and giving them away. For instance, I have Richard Matheson coming in in December and signing I Am Legend posters and just giving them away with his signature on it. Richard uh, Matheson? Uh-huh. Boy, that, I, I can't tell, I was like probably eight years old when I first stumbled onto a Richard Matheson collection of short stories my parents had wedged in the bookshelf behind the couch and I read uh, Blood Sun. Uh-huh. There's a story where the where the kid becomes infatuated with the vampire bat and just lets it bite him till he dies. And see, in fact, Gauntlet just put out a book of all of the Richard Matheson vampire stories in one volume. Wow. Which I don't remember the title of it, but it's from Gauntlet, so they can always go on the Gauntlet Press website and find that. But So we do, like I say, the promos for the films. When we have DVDs coming out, we do signings. Like I just had a signing a week ago with the full cast of Return of the Living Dead because they just put out the new DVD. I just had Stuart Gordon and Richard Band in for the signing of From Beyond that just came out. Stuart Gordon and Richard Band from Beyond? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's, that's fantastic. And um, then at the same time, we do unique things like we'll have a composer day. And we'll bring in Christopher Young and Richard Band and all these different composers and, and uh, have them sign the CD soundtrack. So anything unique we can put together, it all comes back to the point that I'm in L.A. so that these people are available. If I was in Des Moines, this thing just wouldn't work. Well, that sounds the most um, efficacious way of running your business. Take advantage of where you're at, you know? Absolutely. And, and the specialization seems to really be working for you. Yeah, I think truly it's the only way to exist. In the era of Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all of that kind of stuff, it's not that they're bad for the book business. It's that they're bad for it's kind of like a Home Depot or whatever doesn't help the mom-and-pop hardware store out very much either. So you either have to find a way to work around that or you go away. And you do quite a bit of business, I presume, through your website, which oh, is? We ship all over the world, yeah. And the uh, URL is? It is um, darkdell, D-A-R-K-D-E-L, at uh, darkdell.com. That's our email, and the website is just darkdell.com. Well, I'm sure that many of my readers and listeners will be going to darkdell.com and spending more money than they wish that than they can probably afford. We are dangerous, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. <laughs> <laughs> We've been speaking with Del Howison. He's the owner and operator, along with his wife, of Dark Delicacies. Thank you for joining me, Del. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.